Hello, this is Kenya Podcast Preacher, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effective working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Apostles Life Group. So what would they tell you about Jesus in summary? Could we take the Bible and boil it down to the essentials? You might sing think after this is opened up like Marvin Gaye. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Hang on, because again, as in so many of my or his messages, I do not hear such preaching or teaching. Now again, if you do hear it, or preach or teach it, then great. Get back in the seat and let me drive. Matthew thirteen eleven. He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. Mark four eleven. And he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, all things come in parables. Luke 8.10 And he said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables, that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Okay, so what is it like to be a disciple? Or in these guys' instance, a disciple of Jesus. So here we see in the above scriptures that it looks like the apostles have favor bestowed upon them that others who are not with them do not have. So what is this mystery that they understand? And why does it appear that they are being given special treatment over and above anyone who is not with them? Well, come along, and as we take this journey, perhaps we can pick up some stones of understanding along the way. Oh, and the favor of understanding they have is that they, at times and in specific situations, understand who Jesus is and how the kingdom of God operates supernaturally on earth. Luke 9:45. But they did not understand this saying, and it was hidden from them, so that they did not perceive it, and they were afraid to ask him about this saying. Luke 18:34. But they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not know the things which were spoken. What? Why, this is a contradiction to what I just said. Where is the favor now? I forgot to mention that revelation is dependent on your spiritual maturity and the level of your commitment that you have towards God. Since only God knows the heart of man, we cannot make this determination without God's help. But oh, do we sometimes move forward and place people in spiritual positions that they are not ready or not called to be in. More on that in another message. Psalms 44:21. Would not God search this out? For he knows the secrets of the heart. Luke 16:15 And he said to them You are those who justify yourselves before men but God knows your hearts for what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God Acts 15:8 So God who knows the heart acknowledges them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us So if you're not operating in the Holy Spirit or you don't feel like you have him check your heart because in Acts 15:8 it said, God, who knows the heart, acknowledge them by giving them the Holy Spirit. So ask God to acknowledge you, but to take a look at your heart and help you to change that so that your heart can receive the Holy Spirit properly. Now, didn't I say more on the heart later? His word is like liquid fire. If you need fuel for your day, you just need to crack open the word and fill your tank. John 7:38. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Luke 10, 21, 22. 
In that hour Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit and said, Thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent, and revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and the one in whom the Son wills to reveal him. So we see in Luke 9.45 and in this scripture that God hides things from both the believer and from the non-believer, or those who consider themselves wise and prudent, which could be a problem that both the believer and non-believer have. So let's look at another problem, which is our eyesight and the tuning of our ears. John 8.43 Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. Do you get offended in church or when you are around other believers who say something you do not believe? Hmm. Not able to? This means that because of your current condition, no position in the Lord, you are not able to hear his word. Oh, how many a critical Christian voice have I heard because a poor Christian did not know that they were not able to hear? This is why we are not to judge one another, because at times when you think the other person is the one who is wrong, it's actually you. Unfortunately, some time has to pass before you see it, and even this passing time can only have its work if you humble yourselves and understand that God did not place you, us, on earth to monitor and manage the Christians in whom we think are out of order. So there is another reason people do not see and hear the word of God or understand what is actually going on in the world. Yep, the religious think they know God because of what they do, but boy will they be surprised on that day unless they listen to a preacher man preaching the truth in fire, they will forever remember the day when their own pride took them to an eternal grave where death, which is so desired there, will be elusive for all time. 1 Corinthians 2, 13, 14 These things we also speak, not in word which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Now we see what almost appears to be an exception to the hearing and seeing principle. At face value, this looks like Jesus is saying that if you are of God, then hearing is automatic. You see, this is why some Christians are quick to judge their brothers. What they or we do not understand is that Scripture or the Word of God is like a sweater in which the more you read, you can see that the context is important to understand. But also, and at times, the word is just part of a bigger story. This is why we need to read cover to cover, not just to get the scripture of the day or ignore the Old Testament because it's, well, old. This is why we need to be in a Bible study, why we need to be around gifted and anointed and called to be teachers, teachers of the gospel. John 8:47. He who is of God hears God's word. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. So see, they cannot see it. A non-believer, when they say no to God, is actually saying no to truth and reality. They are unconsciously saying, I want to remain deaf and blind to reality. Qua. They are not saying no to you. They are making the decision to take the blue pill. Now praise God that, in many cases, they, or we, do not remain stupid and willfully ignorant our whole life. Some of us get real tired of us. If you are not tired of you, then keep trying and eventually, in Jesus' name, you will catch on to the reality that beside yourself, someone or something is constantly working against you in all things. 
so it is just a choice we make when we see our wretchedness and the futility of our life without god nope there is more to this story john six forty four no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and i will raise him up at the last day john six sixty five and he said therefore i have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my father so ken are you saying that it is not i who made the decision to receive the lord yuppers you did not choose him but you have been given to jesus by god john fifteen sixteen. you did not choose me but i chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the father in my name he may give you okay so we have picked up a few things along this journey your ability to hear god is based on salvation then your spiritual maturity, then your position in God, in that you would not judge others, but seek the Lord's position on what you are hearing. They are layers, peeps, to your journey once you are in. Salvation is not a choice you make, but a response to God's call on your life. Look at Luke 4, 6. It was given to him. And 1 John five nineteen, the whole world. He uses the world and ruler of it to position you to inquire about him. Luke 4, 6, and 1 John five nineteen. But wait, you say, doesn't one have to be born again to see and hear the kingdom of God, as well as the other stuff you said? Yes, you are correct, and that is where we go next, because you are right. Deafness and blindness will follow you all of your days, unless you become born again. Twice born is necessary to see the reality from God's perspective. Otherwise, you remain stupid to the things of God and eventually want to remove the spiritual man from the very earth. No, you say? Then where is Jesus, the only perfect man who was the very definition of a nice guy? He was so much like we could have only wished we could have been that his very presence irritated us so deeply in our bones that we said, kill him even if it's unjust. Wow, so back to the event. But wait, let's leave you with the ultimate nice guy heavenly graffiti. You should spray it on the walls of your heart and mind. Luke twenty three thirty four. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. John three three eight. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 4. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? It's right here that we see at this point in time, Nicky is blind. Verse 5, Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. So there is one other element that needs to be in place, of which, again, we do not have any say in it, and that is the principle of the seed. 1 Peter 1.23 Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God which lives and abides forever. I did a whole message titled Seedy Seedlings. In order to be called and chosen by God, you will also need to be of the right seed. 
cain was of a different seed and in fact his father was satan get mad but listen to the seedy seedlings message before you stop listening so we have to have the right seed be chosen by god and then respond to his nudge when the time is right yes keep in mind you are not giving god a chance you are completely out of the picture until he moves you into position does this mean that you shouldn't make any attempt towards god if in fact you are not yet saved nope 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 the fact that you are even thinking about god is shouting for a response from you it is your time romans 10:9 that if you confess with your mouth the lord jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The word confess provides a wonderful key in that we know all of the process belongs to God. When you confess, you are declaring something that has already happened. If the right seed was in you, implanted in eternity, then when it is ready to come forth, you confess in response to its coming forth. What a marvelous thing. So being an apostle or disciple of Jesus has a lot of elements to it, yes? But mostly he is the one doing all of the work. Remember, you are like a baby regardless of age, making messes wherever you go, expecting others to help you, to take care of your issues, to clean up your messes, to make problems go away, until God changes the equation. There are no diapers in heaven. So now that you are born again, you still need spiritual glasses and a heavenly hearing aid, to hear and see the things of God and of the kingdom. Yes, it's time for your special treatment. It's unfair, but God is God, and he is everything that we are not. So remember when I stated that before you were born again, you expected help, and when you got it, it was usually burdened with conditions or just bad help. But now, as a called, specially assigned, authentically born again of the right seed Christian, you get the proper help. Do not think that you can do Christianity alone or without some spiritual connection to the spiritual world. You are not better than Jesus was. Even he needed and received spiritual help. Matthew 3:16. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. He promised all of us who believed and will believe a gift upon his departure from earth. John 15:7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Acts 2:39. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Luke 24:49. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. John 14, 16, 17. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. John 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. John 15:26. But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. So we see here that we need to be taught how to live as a Christian on earth and in a kingdom setting. 
for now and when we are taken home. But there is the next step, which is that when you preach or teach, you need to do it in a power that is not of your own. So we see that the same Holy Spirit given to Jesus, so he could do the things that confirm he is who he states he is, is now given to us to both teach us and to help us carry out the ministry that God has assigned to us, with and in the power of God, through the Holy Spirit. 1 Thessalonians 1.5 For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Spirit, and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. 1 Corinthians 4.19.20 But I will come to you shortly, if the Lord wills, and I will know, not the word of those who are puffed up, but the power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. 1 Corinthians 2, 4 And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. You want to know what your church service should look like? That's what it should look like. You should be able to see, encounter, and feel the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. People should be getting healed. When you worship God, you should feel or at least know that the presence of God is in that place. If not, it's just a bunch of words. All right, let me get back to it. Luke 24:49. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. 1 Peter 1:16. For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Romans 15, 18, 19. For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not accomplished through me, in word and deed, to make the Gentiles obedient, in mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about to Illyricum I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. So what were the results? What are the results? What should be the results of operating in the Holy Spirit, of attending church, of being made a disciple, of equipping the saints for the work of ministry? Again, I ask, what should be the results? Well, let's take a look. The Bible gives us examples. Acts 19.11 Now God worked unusual miracles by the hand of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Acts 6, 8 And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Mark sixteen twenty. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. And what? And confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. If you want to preach a powerful gospel, let it be confirmed with the Holy Spirit and his power. You'll never have to argue anybody into the kingdom of God ever again. And you won't have to set up a circus at your church either. Matthew 28:18:20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Acts 2, 43. 
Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Acts 5:12, And through the hands of the apostles many signs and wonders were done among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. So is operating in the Holy Spirit God's will? Did Jesus also do this? I mean, he was God himself. Why would he need the Holy Spirit? Hmm. Hebrews 2, 4. God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to his own will. Ephesians 1, 19, 20. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. 2 Corinthians 12, 12. Truly the signs of an apostle were accomplished among you with all perseverance in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. So in finishing the story about Jesus' life group, we see that it is really a story about our salvation and then about our walking in step with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 9, 11. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. Now, I don't want you to miss what it said earlier. If anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. This is important. If you go around thinking, that, hey, I don't have the Holy Spirit, nor do I need him, nor is he for today, eh, you're just telling everybody your position in God. Galatians 5, 16, 18. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Ephesians 4, 17, 18. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk, in the futility of their minds, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. Well, that's it for today. I must say that that was a nice walk. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of light to shine through into people's lives. Find a seat and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.